Hello, and sorry if my microphone sounds like ass. Uh, my microphone just cut out on me before my old one, so I got to use the one that's built into my laptop. Yeah, this is because I haven't yet two. opened. I haven't yet opened or tested my new microphone, which I got for something else. But whatever, we'll make it work. So, hello, fellow film buffs, and welcome to Box Office Losers. I am your host Hunter Van Leer, but I'm joined by my co-host and fellow cinephile Zachary Droll. Wow, you were botching this intro, dude. I'm just not in it today, man. I'm not in it. <laughs> I'll get in it when we start talking about the movie because I love the stupid shit. But right now, opening kind of PO'd, so we'll see. Yeah. Anyway, each and every week we deep dive into the movie here to watch and review any and all films to ever grace the silver screen or the movie screen. And, the silver or, screen or the movie screen? I don't know what the silver screen is. You 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 always say it like I know what it is, but I don't. The silver screen's the fucking movie theater. I don't fucking know. Just call it the fucking <laughs> call it the movie screen. Who cares? I hate you. Or your TV screen or your streaming service. This Fuck. week we're talking about Mortal Kombat 2021. We're not talking about the 1995 one. So, uh, Zach, how you been? <laughs> been good i um i've realized i developed a very bad pocky addiction pocky oh man i like pocky school courtney's got I, some um, in here somewhere i went to uh the h mart in hicksville what and they had like that big family size pack for like yeah like three dollars nice i bought good nine <laughs> no my god oh my god that's so much pocky i know i and love it's a nice, it it's a nice little treat so. But, uh, yeah, um, then I, w- I went to round one, which is the nice little arcade here. Yeah, nice. I still have yet to go. I want to go at some point soon. Are the dance machines still, like, unusable? No, they're, they're open. That's good. I mean unusable as in, like, there's so many people crowding around them. Oh, um, depending on what day you go. Okay. I, I want to find a day that's, like, not crowded because I want to play those machines without being interrupted by the fucking mega nerds who are, like, so good at it. You know what I mean? I, um... I was there yesterday, so, like, Tuesdays were a good day. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Um, yeah, how about you? What have you been up to? Besides my microphone eating a big fucking dick, I'm pretty good. Also, um, I should also put a note that, uh, we have a new social media platform, but, uh, Hunter refuses to fucking post on it. I don't use TikTok. Bullshit, you don't. (laughs) I made videos months ago, and I don't like making videos, but I just watch TikToks because I'm, you know, a children of the media. Introduce yourself on the... Mm. Hi, look, it's me, Hunter. I there we go, fuck. I did it. This is the shit I go through every week, guys. <laughs> every week. We argue before the show starts, and then we argue during the show. <laughs> That's the best part of it, dude. What do you mean? <laughs> Uh, any uh, other than that, Mortal Kombat is, is a is a 2021 American martial arts fantasy film, directed by Simon McCoy McCoyd. Yeah, in his uh, feature directorial debut, that kind of explains a lot. From a screenplay <laughs> of Greg Russo, Russo, right? Is that Russo? Or yeah, Russo? it's Russo. Yeah. Okay, and David Callahan, and a story by Russo and or Orin you. Huziel. Huziel, thank you. It is based on the video game franchise of the same name created by Ed Boon and John Tobias. Uh, serving as a reboot to the Mortal Kombat film franchise. Hell yeah, man. This movie was so bad, but so good. I love it. Absolutely, yeah, you, you, 100%. You gave it a generous rating. I, I gave want... it the most generous rating anyone has ever seen. Also, um, as Ed's always stated, um, Hunter is the goofball funny boy. I am the straight man of the podcast, and that's going to come into play towards the review part. You still gave it a pretty high review, though. But so also, you can't like, be like... Because you know I love dumb action movies. Yeah, and this is very much a dumb action movie. And that's why I liked it a lot, too. It's very stupid. Like, I, I, I enjoy the, the Fast and Furious franchise, but my favorite one is Tokyo Drift. Oh, has, no! Because that one has racing in it. Uh, that's That's fair. <laughs> the only one besides like the first one that has racing in it hey tokyo trip's a good one it's okay hunter do you want to read this this cast because i'm gonna fucking you're gonna bo- be physically enabled <laughs> <laughs> yes yeah i got it so we have lewis tan as cole young who is a new character to the mortal kombat franchise who has a secret lineage tied to one of the mainstay characters which we'll get to when we start talking about the plot 
I thought he was kind of cool, and I think Lewis did a great job. So good on him. He was for on, stepping up. He he was Shatterstar in Deadpool too. Really, that's awesome. He was the so, one that died from the helicopter. <laughs> yeah, I remember Shatterstar. It sucks that they killed off all those characters, but at least now uh, the MCU is gonna do that and like do its own thing. The yeah. mutants. So uh, we have Jessica uh, McNamee as Sonya Blade. She sucked. I'm sorry. It wasn't the actress, it was the characters. Sonya Blade in this movie was lame. She had nothing to do. Uh, John Lawson as the aggressive Australian Kano. I he was, he was the best. Man. He was the best in this. No no doubt in my mind, this guy's going places. But he also but also he got the shit beat out of him a lot. Well, that's because he's Kano. He's the punching bag. We have uh, Tadanobu Asano as Lord Raiden. McCade Brooks as Jax. You may recognize him from Supergirl. He plays Jimmy, uh, Jimmy Olsen in that one. They just put a mustache on him in this. Uh, you have Lin, Ludi Lin as Liu Kang. You have Chin Han as Shang Tsung. Joe Taslam as Bihan slash Sub-Zero. You got Hiroyuki Sonata as Hanzo Masashi slash Scorpion. Max Huang as Kung Lao. Sissy Stringer as Melina. Matilda Kimberly, uh, Kimber as Emily. Laura Brent as Allison. Daniel Nelson as Cabal for the action and the stunts. And the voice of Cabal was Damon Harriman. Uh, you got Angus Sampson as the voice of Goro. You have Mel Jarnson as Natara and Nathan Jones as Raiko. It's a really cool cast of villains that they threw in this movie from a bunch of all the uh, all the games. It's so, cool. um, flawless for, victory. For, for some reason, um, the, the the voice of Cabal sounded like the voice of the guy who plays Larry in Doom Patrol. Uh, is Larry the robot? No, Larry is the one in bandages. Oh, that's Matt Baumer. They kind of sound the same, but maybe I don't know. I well, also, I, 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 I guess because her voices are muffled as well. Yeah, because you got the mask on. But also, um, Natara, I will get to. I will get to that character when we get to the notes. Natara, I like, yeah, I have some some words with Natara. Very I was stupid. like, I, I was like, ooh. Then I was like, oh. Yeah, I, I was like, oh, sweet, they got her in here. That's awesome. And then I was like, oh, okay, stupid. Anyway, <clears throat> so. Let's talk about the budget of this movie. Only fifty-five million. That's pretty good for what they yeah. did. This movie oh, is, is really gorgeous. In, in, in some areas. Oh well, yeah, I know. There's some like a lot of the CG monsters look really cool, in my opinion, and a lot of the like fighting stuff looks cool. There's a couple things that were like very meh, but if you think about it, a lot of the sets were very cheap. One was a one was a gym, one was a barn, and the other one was like a cave. <laughs> and also, yeah, there also was like, hey, let's go to Outworld, but let's go to the desert, but turn the opacity down. Yeah, exactly. Now let's go. <laughs> now let's go to that same desert and turn the color back up. Exactly, dude. That's how you do it, man. That's how you do it, Zack Snyder style. <laughs> but oh, but what sucks is because this film did come out during the COVID mm -hmm. era, which is still happening. Um, it only got fifty-one point one million at the box office. Well, it came out freaking Friday, so. We still got time, and you and your boys are gonna go watch it today as a filming. So you're gonna give no, a little well, bit well, more money. No, well, yesterday as a filming. I'm seeing it yeah. Thursday. Oh, I thought you were seeing it today. No, so tomorrow as a filming. Yes. Okay. Uh, uh do you wanna <laughs> do you wanna read the notes? Because I'm gonna butcher yeah. names. Like no other? Yeah, so let me pound through some of these notes. So in 1997, Robin Show's original Mortal Kombat contract was a three-picture deal, and Threshold Entertainment's um, production on the second sequel was initially scheduled to commence shortly after the release of Mortal Kombat Annihilation. But it was shelved due to Annihilation's poor reception and disappointing box office performance. Attempts to produce a third film since have remained stuck in development hell with numerous script rewrites uh, and storyline crew and cast changes. A November 2001 poll on the official Mortal Kombat website hosted a threshold hosted by Threshold asked fans which characters they believed would die in the third movie. Uh, the 2005 destruction of New Orleans by Hurricane Katrina greatly affected one of the film's planned shooting locations. And in 2009, a bankruptcy court lawsuit saw Lawrence Kasanoff suing mid, uh, Midway Games while mentioning that a third film was in the works. Warner Brothers, which became... The parent of New, New Line Cinema in 2008, after over a decade of both operating as Time Warner, uh, ended up purchasing most of Midway's assets, including Mortal Kombat. So, the third planned film was actually titled Mortal Kombat Devastation, and it was initially in development with Christopher Lambert, Lindy 
Lyndon Ashby, Adani Marapress, Robin Show, who we talked about, and a bunch of other cast members. Uh, and they were hired to play Raiden, Johnny Cage, Quan Chi, Liu Kang, Scorpion, Sub-Zero, Jackson, Shang Tsung, respectively, uh, for all the names I mentioned before that I was unable to continue. Uh, uh, Talisa Shoto and Sandra Hess were in talks to reprise their roles as Katana and Blade, with Matthew Marsden, uh, who was going to come back as Striker, while Dolph Lundgren was going to play Shao Kahn. Ooh. But, uh, yeah, no, none of that, obviously, obviously none of that happened. Because that was supposed to be for the third film in the franchise, but it ended up getting canned. But uh, since Wait, its Dolph release, Wonder was supposed to—he was supposed to be shut on. I, I, I feel like he'd be a better fit for Johnny Cage. Mm, shut up! You're wrong. Fuck! Dolph what do you Lundgren? mean I'm wrong? You're telling me Dolph Lundgren is going to be John? No, get out of town, dude. Dolph Lundgren is like, I am Dolph Lundgren. Like, very Arnold Schwarzenegger-esque. I don't want to see Johnny like, Cage. Y- y- you can get him a fucking t- uh, a talent coach to get goddamn um, proper voice, like, enunciation for English. It's too late now, and it's probably going to be the guy that we'll talk about later. But since the release of the Mortal Kombat movie in 1995, Mortal Kombat has undergone a critical reevaluation. Many critics feel that it is one of the best video game adaptations due to its respect towards the source material. The well-crafted action sequences and now iconic roles, um, the film is now considered a cult classic, even though it's poopy. But, obviously, we have a new film in the franchise as a reboot, so Zach, if you want to pick it up here in 2015. Is that the, in 2015? Yes. In 2015... Um, on the film's 20th anniversary, The Hollywood Reporter published an article containing interviews with various cast and crew members, including actor uh, Robin Show, producer Larry Kasanoff, director Paul W.S. Anderson, and composer George S. Clinton. Uh, the, uh, that describes the, um, the, troubled production, the troubled production, although The Matrix has been, called, has been cited um, as the as, as Hollywood's first film to employ the wire foo, a traditional a tradition that hails from Hong Kong cinema. During the fight sequences, this is such as an incorrect statement. Paul W. S. Anderson stated in the interview that if you look back at Mortal Kombat, it was the first time those big Chinese wire gags were used in a Western movie. Obviously, The Matrix did that to the ninth degree several years later, but at the time Mortal Kombat was very cutting edge. In addition, the film's fight sequences have been critically praised due to their uh, Hong Kong influences as um, as editorials as editorials that discussed the work from Paul Anderson on Rotten Tomatoes labeled some of the fights as iconic, with bloody disgusting uh, com- with bloody disgusting commented that thanks to the uh, connect speed in which the actors are moving, the high-octane music, and um, ironically the movements of the camera, each fight is given amplified feeling of the aggression, uh, particularly praising the Scorpion, Johnny Cage, and Liu Kang, and Reptile fights. Yeah, man, those were really cool back in the day. Uh, I was able to get through that without flubbing up lines. Yeah, so, man, it was great. Oh, good. <laughs> huh. I'm not reading again, though, because I will fuck up everything else. Yeah, so in 2010, director Kevin uh, Tacheron uh, released an eight-minute short film titled Mortal Kombat Rebirth, made as a pitch to Warner Brothers of a reboot of the Mortal Kombat film franchise. In 2011, New Line Entertainment and Warner Bros. announced that he was hired to direct a feature-length film for the screenplay by Mortal Kombat uh, Rebirth writer Oren Uziel, who ended up writing this one. With an intent on aiming it for it to be an R rating. Shooting was expected to begin in 2012 with a budget projected at 40 to 50 million and a release date of 2013. However, this project was ultimately delayed due to budget constraints and, um, what was his first name? I don't want to say his last name. Kevin began working on the second season of the web series Mortal Kombat Legacy until problems, uh, in the film had been sorted out, but he quit the film production as of October of 2013. Why don't you want to say his last name? Oh, wait. Because it's really hard. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's cool. uh, Tan- Tancheron or something oh, like that. Okay, yeah. James Wan signed on it. as the film's producer in August 2015 with Simon McQuaid, uh, was hired as director in 2016 with some of the uh, making his feature debut, like you said before, with Greg Russo writing the script. Russo tweeted in 2019 that the film script was complete, and in May of 2019 it was announced that the film had entered pre-production and will be shot in South Australia with a mark 
release date with a release date of March fifth, twenty twenty one. Hey man, he wasn't that far off. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Uh, Russo tweeted in July that the film would indeed a uh, twenty nineteen uh, film indeed have an R rating and in have oh my god. And that the game's fatalities would finally be on the big screen. Yeah, like kind of. There was like two with um with Mortal Kombat. Like you have to make it an R-rated movie. There's there's no ways around it. Oh yeah, it has to be like hard. So in twenty nine in twenty twenty one, McQuaid revealed the film came quite close to the line of getting an NC seventeen rating by the Motion Picture Association, saying in full, "We had um." What we had had to be a bit care. Oh my god! What, we, what had we had to be a bit careful of was okay. Way to phrase that weird. You can get an NT seventeen territory pretty quick. It's different in a video game when it's not real human beings, but when you move across to reality, a different set of things starts to happen in your mind, and you start getting slight uh, rated slightly differently. So there were certain things that were in the game that the f- mean in the film would be unreleasable. And none of us wanted to do that. So we were balancing that stuff all the time. And there's some stuff that you see uh, that really gets quite close to the line, but we didn't want to go there. He said, meh, seemed kind of lame. So it sucks that they weren't able to get everything in there. Well, see, like, when I saw the gore of this film, it kind of reminded me of, like, uh, the kick-ass movies, where those were, like, over-the-top, just, like, bloodbaths. Yeah. Which is, like good because it's it's cheesy gore mm-hmm. it, it's very it's it, it's campy gore it's very evil dead yeah uh do you want to pick up the rest of them because i'm gonna butcher yeah that, so that first um, name so Ludi lynn um is the so this is just a little fun easter egg that i ended up throwing in the notes so Ludi lynn played um lu kang and he was also the second Black Power Ranger to be in Mortal Kombat. Johnny Young Bosch voiced uh, Kung Jin in Mortal Kombat X in 2015, which was released, uh, which, and he previously played the Black Ranger in Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, while Lin played him in the 2017 version, which is really cool. I didn't know that. That's cool. He, he looked familiar, but I couldn't tell. And this is some fun stuff. So, the film's producers, Todd Garner, revealed to Collider that there is a possibility of a Johnny Cage-centric standalone film. Um, this adds to the fact that Joe Talsim revealed that he has signed on for four films Ooh. of the series if it is a success. Joe Talsim played Sub-Zero. We all know how that ended up. So, given who, that he was playing Bihan, Bihan is the older Sub-Zero in the Mortal Kombat lore, who's the older brother, and the younger Sub-Zero, I forget his name, but the younger Sub-Zero ended up taking over the place once Scorpion kills the older Sub-Zero. The older Sub-Zero ends up becoming Noob Saibot, so... We could easily see Joe Talsim pick up a noob Cybot role in like two more films. Mm-hmm. So if there, so if we have a five film franchise with Mortal Kombat twenty twenty one, we have two sequels, then we have a Johnny Cage and a Sub Zero spinoff. She can be in all of them. I I would like to see him do this instead of doing like just standalone Johnny Cage movies. Do you like just like short little things on on HBO Max? Well, no, it was just going to be um, one standalone Johnny Cage movie. Ah, okay. If the other four movies, it's going to be a Mortal Kombat trilogy, I assume. And then two solo movies, and one of them seems to be a Johnny Cage one. But I don't think the guy who they want uh, can actually hold his own movie. We'll see. Um, McQuaid stated that he's open to returning to direct a film, direct a sequel, and revealed while filming the first film that he banned sequel talks on set and wanted to focus on making the first one. Co-writer Russo told Collider that he sees the reboot as a trilogy and the first film as a pre-tournament, the second film with the tournament, and the third film with the post-tournament. Makes total sense, because there was no tournament in this movie at all. So. And now, time for, like, Zach's fun fact notes that he, gets to, like, fact. that he gets to, like, read off and see things. So, to any of the wrestling fans listening, um, The Miz wants to be Johnny Cage and the creator of the video games, Ed Boon, supports this. Miz is literally Johnny Cage. He is like um to anybody. I believe they based now. the design off the uh 2011 game reboot off the Miz. <laughs> I believe that's, that's what they did. That's dope. Yeah, because they look very similar. But yeah, so to, to people who don't know wrestling, um the uh, the Miz or his real name is Mike Mizanin. Um, he is he he's 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 been a directed DVD actor. A lot of the wrestlers are, except for like The Rock and John Cena. Yeah, The Rock, John Cena, and Dave Bautista really started 
pushing the boundaries of that. The so, only reason why Dave Bautista is popular is because of Guardians of the Galaxy. If he wasn't in those films, yeah. he would not be a popular actor. No offense to him. He's not bad. It's just that's what really got him to go, oh, yeah, he can act. As opposed to doing, like, he did a bunch of bad movies before that. So, like, I'm I'm in full support of of The Miz getting this role. Especially because like, he knows decent choreo. So. That, that that's yeah he, he he knows how to he knows how to do like fighting like that he just has to learn how to do the split dick punch <laughs> Ooh, um but yeah, i got i got a picture like a picture he tweeted out was online and um since at the end of the at the end of the movie we only see like the waist of, of johnny cage yeah we see the belt and then um the miz tweeted out a picture of, of like a full body picture someone did of it but it has the miz's face on it and <laughs> nice. it looks so good well because the miz just looks like johnny cage like i i think that that's what he he mainly inspires his wrestling character kind of off of i mean it makes sense johnny cage is like a hot-headed idiot and and he thinks he's hollywood's he, he he's god's gift to hollywood exactly but um so but I, i'm all for this if it happens yeah. God damn it, I'll be the happiest son of a bitch in this world. I mean, it'll be fucking awesome if he gets to do it. I want to see somebody else do it because I want to see, like, an actual good actor do it. But I also feel like this could be the Miz's, like... Breakout. The Miz's Drax or the Miz's Fast and the Furious with The Rock where it could make him go from zero to hero, you know? I I think, like, uh, another fantasy person I want to see do this and it's going to be a very dumb fantasy... Maybe Ryan Reynolds, just have him be Deadpool. Oh, he but, would be good. But have him, have him be Deadpool, but Johnny Cage. Ryan Reynolds is definitely my number two now. <laughs> like, I, I I, have so many perfect fantasy castings for this. Hell, like, even even if you want to throw another wrestler in there, fucking John Cena would be good, too. John Cena's too big. I think John Cena would be a good uh, Shao Kahn. Or okay. Kotal Khan. Or any one of the buff, or like buff dudes. But um, I, I'm I am I'm upset this movie didn't have Aaron Black though. <laughs> I wanted my main. Aaron Black is introduced in Mortal Kombat 10, which is at best the sequel to Mortal Kombat uh, reboot. So he might show up in uh, Mortal Kombat 2 or or, or the post tournament. I'll show up. I think I'll show up during the tournament. Well, yeah, we'll I, see. So many possible options for Johnny Cage. Uh, the, the the right one for me is the Miz, and I think this would be his this will be his his breakout yeah so do you want to blow through a little bit of this plot and i'll I'll read the last two paragraphs we'll just go from there sure man i'll jump through this so yeah in 17th century japan ling kuei assassins led by bi han attack and kill members of the rival shirayu ninja clan and hanzo asashi's wife and son hanzo kills the attackers before falling to bi han and taken to the nether realm Raiden, God of Thunder, arrives and takes Hanzo's surviving infant daughter to safety. In the present, the realm of Outworld has defeated... <clears throat> Let's give it a brief pause. In the present, the realm of Outworld has defeated Earthrealm in 9 of 10 deathmatch tournaments called Mortal Kombat, intending to conquer it. However, an ancient prophecy is uncovered, stating that the blood of Hanzo Masashi will, re- will unite the new generation of Earthrealm's champions to prevent Outworld's victory. In the lore of Mortal Kombat, you have a tournament every year... And if you lose 10 in a row, you get your whole planet murked. So. Oh, cool. Yeah. So, the, so that's why Raiden was like, we got to protect Earthrealm because, like, if they lose one more, uh, they're fucked. So. Damn. Yeah. Um, aware of this, soul-eating sorcerer Shang Tsung employs uh, warriors to kill Earthrealm champions identified as, by a distinctive dragon mark before the next tournament begins. Meanwhile, Cole Young, a former MMA champion, and his... Family are attacked by Bihan, now known as Sub-Zero. However, Special Forces Major Jackson Briggs rescues the Youngs, directing them to safety and seeking out his partner, Sonya Blade, while he stays behind to fight Sub-Zero, who freezes and shatters his arms. Cole tracks Sonya to her hideout, where she is interrogating a captive mercenary named Kaino. She reveals that she and Jax have been investigating the Mortal Kombat's existence and that the Dragon Mark can be transferred to anyone who kills the original Bearer. The hideout is attacked by Shang Tsung's assassins, uh, Sizoth, by a reluctant Kano. But a reluctant Kano kills him with Cole and Sonya's help. So, a lot of people were like, oh man, Sizoth is a reptile. Yes, he is kind of reptile, but 
since he wasn't in proper uniform and he's part of a reptilian species, reptile can come back in the future films. We'll get there later, though. Yeah. Uh, they then travel to Raiden's Temple and meet Earthrealm champions Liu Kang and Kong Lao, R.I.P., before being brought to Raiden himself, who is critical of the newcomers. Flawless I'll get to victory. I'll, I'll, I'll get flawless victory. I'll get to a lot of the Mortal Kombat lore and what could happen with the sequels with certain characters that die that shouldn't have died. I'll mm. get there when we get there. Unless they just totally spin it off and don't do any of that, but we'll see. Uh, they're drawn by Jax, who Raiden rescued and fitted with a pair, set of mechanical arms, little bones. Shang Tsung attacks the temple alongside Sub-Zero and Melina, but Raiden erects a shield to st to stave them off. While Sony trains and encourages Jax to fight despite his condition, Cole and Kano train with K Kang and Lao, or is Liu Kang and Kong Lao, to unlock their Arcana, stupid. A special power unique to the Dragon Mark Bearers, also stupid. During an argument, uh, Kano awakens his Arcana, while Cole is unable to awaken his despite his persistence. I've got fucking laser beams! Disappointed with his lack of progress, Raiden allows Cole to return to his family, revealing that he is the descendant of Hanzo Asashi, the Scorpion. Shang Tsung yeah. gathers his his boys, Sub-Zero, Melina, Raiko, Natara, Goro, and Cabal for another assault in the temple. Learning that Kano is among Raiden's champions, Cabal convinces Kano to defect and remove the shield, because Kano's a bitch. Uh, allowing the Outworlders to attack, during which Kung Lao battles and kills Natara, flawless victory. While Jax awakens his big robot arms. Which is such a stupid power. Because, like, what if he didn't lose his arms? What would his power be? How did the powers work? We don't know. He would just be a strong boy. Concurrently, the youngs are attacked by Goro, but Cole awakens his arcana, which is fucking awesome. We'll get to that. Kills him before returning to the temple to help repel the attack. Shang Tsung and Sub-Zero are infuriated when Raiden discloses Cole's bloodline before uh, he teleports most of the Earthrealm fighters to the void. A safe place. It was just weird. It was just like a green screen. A safe space between realms. Kung Lao, however, sacrifices himself, defending Cole from Sub-Zero before Shang Tsung takes his soul. After mourning Lao's death, Cole proposes a plan to for the force Outworld's champions into a single combat with Earthrealm's champions before neutralizing Sub-Zero together, uh, forcing the tournament uh, Shang Tsung, right? Shang Tsung. Oh, Shang Tsung, thank you. Don't pronounce the T. Okay. Tried to prevent Raiden. Uh, Raiden agrees, giving Cole, uh, Cole's Hanzo's uh, kunai. Kunai. Thank it's you. A sorry. Thing. Uh, before transporting him and his allies to their targets, Kang and Jack slay Cabal and. Do, do you just want to pick up? Because I'm not going to be able to say these fucking names. Yeah, so Liu Kang and Jax slay Cabal and Raikou, stupid. While Sonya kills Kano, also stupid, and acquires his dragon mark for her own arcana, which she uses to help Cole kill Melina, stupid. However, Sub-Zero appears after uh, having abducted Cole's family to lure him into a one-on-one -on -one fight. Initially overpowered, Cole's blood ends up on the kunai, also stupid, <laughs> releasing Hanzo from the netherrealm. How? As eventual spirit specter Scorpion. Dude, I got so much to talk about. Uh, recognizing Cole as his descendant, Scorpion helps him overpower Sub-Zero and free Cole's family before emulating, so lighting him on fire. They light him on fire uh, with Hellfire. Uh, thanks to f thanking Cole for freeing him and requesting that he look after the Hasashi bloodline, Scorpion departs as Raiden and the other champions arrive. Shang Tsung also arrives, vowing vengeance as he sends his champion's corpses back to Outworld before Raiden banishes him. Raiden then declares he's creating a new list of warriors in preparation for the next tournament and assigns his current champions to recruit them. With this information, Cole departs to Los Angeles in search of Hollywood superstar Johnny Cage. Hopefully played by the Miz. <laughs> we shall see. Uh, so, um, Hunter, you have a shit ton of notes. Well, I I'm have... a big fan of this. I had the bare minimum of notes. Hey man, for, I had to, I had for, to pick it up from. Uh, I had to pick it up from last time because I've been slacking recently because I've already seen some of the movies we watched and I didn't want to write notes about them. <laughs> All right, I so hate you sometimes <clears throat> for that. Let's open it up with Scorpion's family about to bite the dust. <laughs> right when it opened up with uh, Scorpion like talking to his family, I'm like, they're dead. They're so dead. It's ridiculous. I said, uh, just watched something similar last year with the animated movies called Scorpion's Revenge. Mm. It's basically the same thing, but it's more so tied to the 2011 reboot of the franchise. Uh, ice, ice, baby! When they kill the family. I'm bad at this. <laughs> You're an asshole. <laughs> I think I say ice, ice, baby like a bunch of times. <laughs> God fucking... I said love the gore, because when uh, Scorpion was fighting Sub-Zero, it was just super awesome. 
I said a scorpion is extra as hell. Like he's when he's killing the um the ninjas before he fights Sub Zero, he's just like cutting these dudes and like breaking their necks and kicking them into. Oh, it's just so cool. Stabbing them on the top of their head. Yeah. And just a fountain of blood. Mm-hmm. Great. Pours out of them. Um, they are speaking different languages than each other. I didn't notice that at first. That um, I yeah. I noticed that because I think it was um Hanzo was like I don't know what you're saying. Yeah, that's what I noticed it. So. Scorpion is speaking Japanese and Sub Zero is speaking Chinese, and they're talking to each other like they can understand it. But then Scorpion just goes, "I don't know what you're saying, but I will kill you." And I'm like, "Oh my god, they aren't speaking the same language." <laughs> but, that, but, but that's so cool, though. It's, it is cool. I said choreography here is fucking dope. This is the Sub Zero Scorpion fight. I said if the baby is Cole, I'm gonna be pissed. It ends up not being it. Uh, bye bye baby. Go become Cole Young. <laughs> I misinterpreted the because because I, I thought because I, I know that it takes place centuries later but I thought that in Outworld time flows differently mm. so I was like oh Scorpion and Sub Zero can be this old because time flows weird but on Earth it flows weird so he takes the baby and but I didn't know it was the daughter I was oh, yeah I um I I interpreted things really weird I'll, 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 when I talk about my notes I have yeah. some things that I deleted then kept out yeah I said Raiden is gonna take the baby to Earth Realm either that or it's Liu Kang it's neither. Uh, oh, he detects stars wrong. Uh, haunted by his ghost dad. So this is when Cole Young is in the fight and he like is getting these weird visions of Scorpion in hell. I'm like, ghost dad. Uh, time is wild in Outworld because I thought Cole Young aged. I was wrong. Uh, Eddie Tobias. That's Ed Boone and John Tobias. Something they may, uh, Sometimes they do stuff like that with their names and that's also how they made Noob Saibot. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah, Noob Saibot's name is Ed, it's Boone backwards and Tobias backwards. I completely forgot about that. It's so dumb. So when they said Eddie Tobias, I was like, oh, that's them. I said Dragon Birthmark, Lamau. So dumb. I hate that Dragon Birthmark thing. It's so lame. Oh, I, I can't wait to talk about that in my notes. Uh, I said Jax is sus. <laughs> I fucking hate you. <laughs> he just shows up and he's like, what's up? And I'm like, oh, God. Cue Among uh, Us music. Sub-Zero is about to ice someone. Maybe Jax's arms. Trailer. <laughs> in the trailer, they show that Jax loses his arms. Yeah. Uh, in the games, Jax and Sonya didn't know about Outworld and, and the tournament until after Raiden told them. I didn't like how they were like, we know what it is. I'm like, that's dumb. Chosen Ones. Weird shit. Uh, this is when uh, Jax punches Sub-Zero in the face. And I go, wait until he gets those robot arms. That punch is going to hurt. He crushes the head. Yeah. They said motherfucker. Love the hard R rating. Uh, bye bye arms. Um, here we go. Sucks Johnny Cage isn't here. Means we might not get Cassie in the sequels. Sub-Zero's actor said he signed on for four additional films. Whether they be sequels or spinoffs, it's still awesome news. Yeah, it is definitely. Uh, we got a bunch of Easter eggs throughout this film. So we got Night uh, Nightwolf and Kotal Khan Easter eggs when Sonya Blade is explaining to Cole what's going on with... um the the marks and stuff so that was really cool like oh these champions from these other times and they show straight up night wolf and, sh and kotal it's dope mm -hmm. um i said uh cole calling the bullshit lol <laughs> he's just like that sounds dumb and i'm like yeah it is um kano still has two eyes wait for it turns out he doesn't lose his eye he just gets scratched in the face lame well when he comes back he'll have that eye well potentially because I'll talk about everyone coming back at the end. Uh, reptile time. I said, hate that design. He's way too reptilian. In the Mortal Kombat games, he's just a dude with a reptile head. Kano wins. Yeah, he's a Kano wins. So cool. I love the, like, they say flawless victory. They say all that stuff. Fatality is really cool. Uh, I was waiting for someone to yell, finish him. Uh, someone did. Ah, oh, shit. Yeah, I forget where, but someone yells, finish him. And I was like, yeah. I think I might yell it out somewhere in here. Um, uh, Kano isn't that shitty in this, and I love it. Usually he's a cringy bad guy in the comic, in the comics, in the, uh, video game. He is, like, such a prick. In this, he's a prick, but we love it. Um, he threw a fireball. I love dumb shit. I knew it was Liu Kang, but Kano just gets hit with a fireball, and it's like, oh my god, what? <laughs> uh, Liu Kang is a fucking weirdo. <laughs> in this film, like, he doesn't really blink, and he stares at you like, hey... I'm a monk that shoots fire. Y'all ready for this? It's just so weird. <laughs> yeah. 
Uh, Raiden is a bit, a bit lackluster and is a bigger prick than the games. So in the video games, Raiden is like, I cannot interfere because the gods tell me I can't. But then he always interferes and he kind of does that in this. But in this, um, Raiden is just kind of a bit of a poopy head. I don't like him in this movie. I can agree uh, with that. Hat teleport. I love the stupid shit. Still going on with that. Uh, Katana's fans are in Raiden's temple. Where's she at, though? Katana is the um, original clone. Uh, is the original, and Melina's the clone. So, where's Katana? Where's the chapstick? Bing, 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 bing. Uh, the <laughs> uh, this... This movie is just shitting on Kano, the movie. <laughs> it is. They, it they, is. They beat him up. They yell at him. They kill him. It's just so... There's that I scene where... I love the training um, montage. Yeah, and where he's, he's like, Twitch can't do it again. Leg. <laughs> yeah. He's he like, jumps goes, right. ah, fuck. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he jumps into fake out and he goes, ah, fuck. And he, oh, it's so good. I can watch that moment over and over and over again. That was so good. Um, lasers are magic. That's kind of cool. Baby Ain't Cole was Ancestor, though. That's cool. And then I said, Cabal, though! Because Cabal looks so cool. Kano's betrayal actually surprised me, but made total sense. <laughs> I didn't think Kano was going to betray him, because Kano was, like, you know, kind of not an asshole in this. And then he betrays him, and I'm like, no! I, I kind of think maybe, like, not this soon he would betray yeah, him. Yeah, I thought it would be much later, or in, like, the sequel, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, visual effects are so good. I liked them a lot. I don't know about you. I thought the visual effects were really nice. I in some areas I like yeah. them. Uh, Kung Lao gets to say all the cool terms. Love the attention to Easter egg details. That's when he kills Natara and goes flawless victory. Uh, Cole gets armor. That's sick. Make him playable, please. And Tonfa's. I need him to be playable. His armor was like the Black Panther armor, where like you can take punches and then dish them back. And then he had the Tonfas, dude. Oh, it was so cool. I still have to play MK11. I've only played MK10 recently. MK11 is fucking awesome, dude. They got Terminator and the RoboCop in there. I think I played the demo at uh, PAX East that nice. year. The gaming club went. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. It's an interesting choice of villains, and I can't wait to see more of the lore and uh, as the sequels come, I want to see like because they chose like Raiko and Natara, who haven't been relevant in Mortal Kombat for years. Mm. So it was really cool to see a lot of those characters show up. Sucks they killed them all, and here's me complaining that everyone's dying. I said, if they killed Kano, who are they going to use for the next four films? I'm confused. Stop killing everyone. And then I said, Quan Chi can bring them back as revenants. So in Mortal Kombat Nine, which is the reboot for the video game franchise. Uh, mm -hmm. which is just called Mortal Kombat. It was released in 2011. Um, there's a scene where Sindel kills every good guy. Liu Kang, Kung Lao, like everybody. Just gets murdered. Yeah. In Mortal Kombat 10, it's revealed that Quan Chi, who's a sorcerer who kind of helped Scorpion become Scorpion, is able to revive them all as revenants. And it turns out that you can give someone's soul back to the revenant body and bring them back to life. So mm -hmm. I think that's what they're going to do with Quan Chi in the next film. Where they go, and Kano's back, and Cabal's back, and we don't need Natara, but, like, Melina's a clone, so she can come back. Kano's such a mainstay, he has to come back. Well, um, like, with, um... Kung with, Lao has to come back. With Kano, isn't he, like, also, like, part robot, too, in Mortal Kombat? He's, he's not really part robot, he just has a laser eye. And he also has that thing on his chest. Well, it's more, it's, that's just a chest laser. Okay, well, he can still come back, because his eye got... That, that eye got fucked well he so, got killed because they uh the mark transferred so he's officially dead but yeah that eye got mega fucked so like it's so probably if he comes like, back it'll be it, a robot eye yeah it, it'll be yeah. his he'll it'll be his, his video game counterpart yeah it'll be cool so i can't wait plus he was just too good to not come back in the film oh yeah i, I think like a lot of fans actually liked him yeah uh that's it here comes scorpion get over here and then i said johnny cage all right that's me this is my mid movie so, notes. Sorry if my audio is poopy. So, um, I, I I I have a lot of um, kind of shitty notes. Um, I I mentioned that I, I am seeing this movie uh Thursday with my friends as we're recording this. Uh, Hanzo from Overwatch. Leave. <laughs> I'm sorry, I had to, man. Did you? Yeah. I made the same joke <laughs> when I was watching the movie. <laughs> 
Um, I, I I know that a lot of people didn't like the lore of this movie because it rewrote history in a way. I but I, I I enjoyed this. Mortal Kombat always does that shit though. Um, this is when uh Hanzo punches a guy in the dick. Yeah, he just straight up punches his dick. I was like, oh no. <laughs> so um, when when the opening was happening, I think when uh the mother was checking on the baby after the after the little boy went in. Yeah. And, and and she mentioned it was really cool. I'm like, oh, is this is this little baby squirt? Is, is this little baby of Sub Zero? Nah, man. But then I but then I put two and two together. Yeah. Uh, Raiden opening the Bifrost. Facts. Um, yo, it's the man Jax. Jax is fire in this movie. Um, why does the outworld look like the bridge to Asgard gave up? <laughs> yeah. I I the the, the I the, the, those are the only two Marvel jokes that I realized. Um, so in this world, the game does not exist. Kind of sad. What do you mean the game doesn't exist? Well, like, no, but no, if you think about like, I, I always put in perspective of in certain worlds, do certain actors who are portrayed by those people do not exist. Okay. So kind of like, so does like a fighting game like Mortal Kombat not exist? Well, yes. Cause you're inside the world. Well, yeah, it's kind of, I, well, I, no I one knows that... about it because it's a secret, it's a secret thing. Well, I, I put that in my head, kind of like if you see like the Avengers, do you, does is that is, is that a world where where Robert Downey Jr. does not exist? I feel like Robert Downey Jr. would exist, but they look the same. So, uh, so uh, here's another funny thing. I thought the little girl was a sister. Then I saw him opening the mouth kiss her mom. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was like, oh. Yeah, I was like, oh, it's like his little sister. And then he's like kissing the mom. And I'm like, that is. I thought it was his niece at first. The little girl. I, I, I thought it was his sister and the and the mom was his mom. And then I saw an open mouth kiss. And I'm like, okay. Oh, I, I knew the mom wasn't his mom. I thought it was his sister or like his well, like, girlfriend. Well, I, 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 I thought like I didn't adopted. know that was his daughter. I thought it was like an adopted daughter or like a uh, stepkid. Well, I, I I thought it was adopt like the, the mom adopted him when he was like teenager and six, they look the same age. Uh, m- moms, m- moms look young nowadays in some cases. Well, that's because moms get young, but it's different. That's very, it's too young. That's Cole young. <laughs> <laughs> then I said, "Oh shit, Sub Zero about to fuck up somebody." Yeah, and he does. Oh uh, yeah, he he drops a fucking ice brick on someone's head in the middle of the road. Yeah, dude. Also, the way that Jax gets like his arms ripped off and then kicked. He would have more than just his arms. He like his chest would be gone. And also, like he 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 cracked his head into that into that into that rebar. Oh yeah, for sure. So like he he was he's gone. Yeah, and they're like, no, nah, he's good. I was like, okay then. Um, uh, Kano. Uh, Sonia has stormtrooper aim. She does. She's bad. She fucking threw a knife at his leg. Well, she kind of did that one on purpose. Well, <laughs> they say uh, that later. Uh, so I'm kind of loving the game references, and here's the thing: I wonder how many geeks are gonna get that symbol tattooed on them now. Oh God, too many. People already like, have it. That's a, that's not a new symbol. They no, just no, use no, the no, lore. No, 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 talk about it. like in that in that type of way, like where it's like kind of like a burn mark. Oh, I don't know. That'd be not good. Cause like, get cause branded? for me, like one, I'm one to talk. I have um a Borderlands tattoo, mm-hmm. and it's like, and it's the Vault Hunter symbol. But it looks like it's been like um branded into me. Nice, and it, it, it's my favorite tattoo. I, I like this guy. I like it, but just yeah. Um, Kano getting fucked up. <laughs> he always does. Uh, I saw a continuity error, but I'm choosing not to say what it was. I want to know what it is. I'll tell you after we're done recording. Stinky. Uh, Natara can take me on any day of the week. Dude, she was good looking, and then she just gets yeah. killed, and I was like, uh, then I said, uh, then. Gora, what the fuck? And Natara's dead. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she shows up and she gets axed. I was like, okay. I was like, she, be, she gets be like, to be honest, she gets the only fucking fatality from like a video game in a way. Not true. There's four fatalities in this. Um, but the one, a, but but it, it's the only one that that I actually like fully. Yeah, you get the Kung Lao fatality. You get the Jax fatality where he crushes the head. You get this the Luke Hang fatality. Where he uh, uses the dragon to eat you, and you get the sub zero, you get the scorpion fatality with the fire. <clears throat> and I said, uh, then 
flawless victory. I fucking can't. Because he was untouched. <laughs> I was like, are you kidding me? Uh, and I, I brought this up. Cabal kind of sounds like uh, Larry from Doom Patrol, like the, the the actor himself who sounds like him. Yeah. Um, uh, th- That get over here was perfect. Yeah, it was real good. And then uh, my last bit of notes, as I mentioned again, I'm on the campaign train to get the Miz to get the Miz to be Johnny Cage. That's fair. I, I wouldn't be opposed. I want it to be an actual actor, but if you want someone that knows good choreo, I'm down with it. And also someone who can just easily play himself. Who, who, yeah, <laughs> who, who who can who can easily not have to turn a switch. He he, he could play a character that he's been doing for a long time. Yeah, so it should come naturally. Yeah. I just got a bloody nose. You're gonna have to continue the show without me, real quick. Okay. I'll be right back. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna in read my room. I just gotta go to the other side. I'm gonna read the bad review I then. Got a bloody nose. Okay, so the reviews on Rotten Tomatoes, um, it sits at a 55% from critics and an 87% from the audience. I think that might have changed actually with the critics review. I'm gonna double check that real quick for you guys. Okay, never mind. Yeah, it's at a 55 um, from critics and an 87 from the audience with an average rating of 5.6 out of 10. The site's uh, critics consensus reads, largely for fans and the source material far, largely for fans of the, of the source material, but far from the fatality flawed Mortal Kombat revives, uh, revives the franchise in appropriate violent fashion. I, he's not back yet. Oh, no. Okay, oh, so... Hold on. Oh. All right, I can hear you. I can't put my headphones in because I got blood all over my hands. Okay, so uh, but, read good review. Read my good review. Okay. Read so, the good review. Yeah. So from Chris Stuckman from ChrisStuckman.com, also YouTube stuff. Uh, most Mortal Kombat fans, especially hardcore Mortal Kombat fans, will find enjoyment in this film. I certainly laughed a lot and had a lot of fun while people were being brutally killed. Same, dude. Me and Chris Stuckman are the same person. <laughs> and um, I gave this a little bit of a lower score. This is from James Bartonelli. We, we had him last week for the for another review. I don't think he likes movies. I don't think so either. Uh, so I, I want to give a side note to the bad reviews. I couldn't pick between like, the worst one. And you know me. I, I picked the worst ones. I'm going to read off this bad review. Then I'm also going to read off the other ones. This also kills time for Hunter to fix himself. I'm not going to be able to fix myself, but it's only two seconds, so we're good. All right. So, but you know, but I'm going to read the other bad reviews as well. Sounds good. I found. Okay. So, as I said, this is James Bardinelli from Real Views. Mortal Kombat is sickly made, but hollow, offering little to anyone who isn't deeply invested in the franchise. It may be a good time to the video game series, but it's a bad motion picture. <laughs> That's fair. Fuck. So, um, here are some of the other reviews that we that we want to pick from, but we decided to go with that one for the most harsh. This comes from Brian Lowry of CNN.com. Mortal Kombat is a tolerable exercise um, in mythology and world building, but uh, but uh, build up to that point, but then the movie devolves into an extended training sequence and the story such as it is, sort of grinds to a halt. That's facts. Um, this, uh, another review, this is um, Ben Kensingberg from New York Times. With so many characters, the movie spends too much time on discovery and not enough on showing those powers in action. Agreeable. Uh, here's, a, here's a very funny review from Chris, McCroy, from Chris McCoy of the Memphis Flyer. Well, it's better than Angry Birds, I'll give it that much. That's, that's a low bar. <laughs> It is very low. And then the last review of EJ um, Morin of Flicker, uh, of Flickering Myths. Uh, the dedication to the iconic video game is admirable. And there's some standout moments. But the intent on setting up a universe rather than telling its own story bogs it down. Fair. All right, now, Hunter, what is your review of this film? So I gave this film 10 aggressively Australian men named Kano out of 10. And yes, I know. That is ridiculous. Yeah. Do you want to fucking explain why you gave it that? So I said, um, this was absolutely stupid and does not deserve a perfect score, but I loved every second and you can't tell me it wasn't entertaining. 
The action is amazing, the visuals are clean, and the Easter eggs are aplenty. I'm down for so many more of these ridiculous films. Give me Moss. For me, I'm very critical, but I gave this a fair rating. I'm Give giving it a this more than fair rating. It's a fair rating. It's a fair rating in my books, at least. I gave this 8.5 Goro fucking up a truck out of 10. And for me, as I always, I am the straight man of this podcast, and that comes into play with this film. Um, is this film fun? Fuck yes. But is it perfect? Not at all. My big gripe about this film is the pacing. I'm not saying it's too slow, but it was just too fast. And how it got to everything. Uh, but now with tomorrow, Thursday, I mean, see this film, my brain turned off and I can't wait. Oh, and lastly, I better see my main Aaron Black in the next movie. I swear to God. He might be. Aaron, Aaron, Aaron Black is my favorite character I played as because I was able to spam his fucking grenades <laughs> so many times and piss people off. He's fun. But I will kick off this outro so Hunter can not talk about what he knows. <clears throat> Thank you guys for listening. You can follow us on Instagram at Box Office Losers, on Twitter at Box Office Loser, and on TikTok for just teasers and random stuff that I guess I will just be solely posting on for up-to-date random shit that we do. Uh, don't forget to subscribe wherever you're listening on, on the podcast world. Subscribe on YouTube. Leave a review on whatever podcast platform you listen to. It helps us get up there in the algorithm. Share with your friends, family, hell. If you, if you want to steal your parents' phone and they have an iPhone, just subscribe to us on their podcast app. They won't know. Um, but now, Hunter, where can we find you? You can find me at Scruffy Loose Man all over the internet. You can also find me at Farthest Galaxy every Thursday at the Star Wars Podcast I do. You can find me every Wednesday at Andrew's Amazing Podcast. And you can find me here at Box Office Losers. Zach, where can we find you? You can find me at Dark Shadow Zeka literally everywhere. You can also find me every Thursday on the Sports Hit List reviewing uh, the past week's AEW Dynamite. Other than that, I am uh, I'm done here. I guess we can peace out. We'll see you all next week. Goodbye. Bye.